Timeout, Scott Drew, as Kansas takes the lead at 50-49. to 49. What a run by the Jayhawks into the first half. And to start this second half, Baylor led by as much as 17 with about four minutes to play, a little under four minutes to play in the first half. Now, five and a half minutes into the second half, the Jayhawks lead by one. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. And you knew a Jayhawk run was coming, and here it is. And now, really, it's kind of turned into the kind of game we thought it was going to be. Most Big 12 games in the upper echelon of the league are one or two possession games. That's kind of where we are now, but Kansas is on a big time roll. Now. On the road with the Bears from Manhattan, Kansas. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show. On a Monday, we are in the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas, with Baylor basketball. The men play at KU on Saturday, drop that game despite a first half 17-point uh, lead, 13-point lead at halftime. Jayhawks did come storming back and won it over the Bears. 87-71 on Saturday. Now, uh, we stayed in the state of Kansas. We played K-State coming up tomorrow night. So after the game on Saturday, it was pack up, not hit the plane and come home, but hit the bus and the vans and come from Lawrence over to Manhattan. So we've been here in Manhattan since Saturday night. Here uh, Saturday night, last night, we're here tonight, play tomorrow, Baylor versus K-State, and a really big game coming up tomorrow night. Talk about that and uh, plenty more coming up in the hour. We're glad you're with us. Thanks to Aaron Sexton in the Alan Samuel studio. And uh, joining us first right off the bat is uh, the man you heard in the broadcast uh, highlights there, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield, Pat Nunley. Uh, and technically, uh, let me explain it this way. Pat is in the room right next to mine, but he's by phone connecting with us. That's really all you need to know about the technical <laughs> side of this. But, Pat, thank you. Uh, and we're not looking at each other face-to-face. -face. We're uh, separated by one wall. How about that? You know, it's kind of funny. I was telling Aaron when we got on, I said, not only is this not plan B, this is, I think, plan C. Uh, but, but that's okay. You had it all lined out. You were, you were set. And then, like anything else, you know, you, you hit a little snag. You just read and react. And, here we are. I, I hope you can hear me loud and clear. You're coming in uh, clear as a bell. That sounds good. And you are too. So thanks for uh, yeah, adjusting and reading and reacting. I appreciate it. So I know you were on with Tom uh, and Ward on Friday morning. I heard that previewing the Kansas game. Uh, but a couple of things, a couple of reasons that I want to have you on today. One of them you know about for sure. But let's talk about uh, that Kansas game. Tough loss for the Bears. And, Pat, I thought you made a really good point post-game. That game, that game in itself was not for the Big 12 championship. It was not. And it's not unusual that, uh, I don't care how good you are, that you come into Fog Island Arena and leave disappointed. And that's what happened. Uh, after the game, I think one of the coaches was saying, in the last four years, I think it is, John, Kansas has lost three games in that arena. And they played a bunch of them. So to come up and, and lose a game there, I think what, what they do is just consider that to be um, a bump in the road. It's not for the Big 12 championship. I, I heard a, a couple of coaches talk about 
the you know the five to grind, the last five left in Big Twelve play. And most coaches I heard talk said that that they thought at that point four and one would almost guarantee a share of the championship. Now again, I don't know, but Kansas still has to go to TCU. That's tonight, uh, I believe, has to go to Texas. So right. it's it's one game, but it's it's um, either way. I mean, if you look at it from the bigger picture view, in terms of NCAA tournament seating, it's not a bad loss. It wouldn't have been a bad loss for Kansas. It's not a bad loss for Baylor. But right now what's in the crosshairs is another big 12 championship for the bears. And that's a setback, but that's not something they can't overcome. Yeah. And it makes really this game tomorrow night, even that much more important. I mean, it was important in its own right, win or lose on Saturday, but here's Kansas state tomorrow night on their home floor. They beat Iowa state on Saturday, a team Baylor lost to at home this year. So there is uh, really a lot of emphasis and a lot riding on that game tomorrow night. Yeah, there is. And going into the Kansas game, Baylor in conference play was 4-2 and two on the road. In, in Big 12 play, that is excellent. That's just great. Now 4-3, and three, but the, the takeaway from that is this is a team that, that is not really starry-eyed on the road, I don't think. I mean, I think they've, they've won big games. Uh, games where they really needed to gut out a win. I think I think of TCU, you know, Saturday ago, and I think they're positioned really well. I, there, there's um, there's a bit of um, revenge factor, and revenge is probably too strong a word. But when Kansas State came to Waco earlier, that was on the heels of Baylor playing a ten a, a TCU team that was on a 10-0 run. At that point, Kansas yeah. State was on a seven and run, and and now Kansas State. Uh, having run through the gauntlet of the Big 12, uh, hasn't put together that kind of run yet. But still, um, they're a really, really good basketball team. And it's just another Big 12 game that, again, John, if you're going to win a Big 12 championship, these are the kind of games that you really need to win. Pat Nunley, our guest, uh, Baylor basketball, uh, standout and color and standout color analyst. So uh, that's good, talking about that. And, but, Pat, here's the real reason I wanted to have you on. And you know this. Yes. I am looking at a box score. Today, Aaron, today is a date in history worth yes. talking about. And Pat is the perfect <laughs> guy to talk to about it. It was February 20th, 1979. So if my math is correct, 44 years ago today. And, Pat, when we first talked about this, I said to you, that was 24 years ago. And I thought, no, wait a second. That was 44 yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it was it was a Baylor-TCU game at the heart of Texas Coliseum. Aaron, quite simply, it was the game in which Benny Johnson and Pat Nunley combined to score 62 in a big win over the Horned Frogs. Historic Aaron, you've heard game? me talk about this before, right? I, I have. Yes, very much so. Yes. So today is the anniversary of that game. Pat, what, what, when you think back on that historic game, uh, what do you remember? Well, I remember Vinny getting 50. <laughs> and uh, what, what's interesting <laughs> Oh, that's a minor it, detail. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, by the way, <laughs> you know, you got President's Day, you got National Secretary's <laughs> Day, you got all these days. Yeah. Today is the day that Vinny got 50. So that's that, right. uh, in a nutshell, is what I remember. But thank you for hanging on to the box score because I'm looking at it. And John, you know how I am about box scores and statistics. Right. I, mean, I just devour right. them. I eat them up. Sure. And I'm looking at, and I'm going, okay, so like I had 12, but how do I have zero assists? 
Like, what yeah. happened there? <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking up and down. And maybe so. The better way to uh, describe that game is not the night that Vinny and Nunley combined for 62, but the night that Vinny and Teagle combined for 70. <laughs> well, that's true, too. That too. is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Teagle had a double-double in that game, 20 points and 12 rebounds. And actually, who else had it? There was another double-double. Oh, yeah, Wendell, Wendell Mays, Mays had 10 points, yeah, had 10, 10, 10 points yeah. and 10 rebounds. But yeah. it will always be, especially on our broadcast, it will always be the night that you and Vinny combined to score 62. Yeah, well, I have very fond memories of that game. And uh, something else about Wendell Mays, one of the best nicknames ever, his nickname was yeah. Windex. And it was Windex yeah. because <laughs> he could clean the glass. He was 6'9", he weighed great. about 180 pounds, but he could really play. So he was That's Windex, cool. and I, you know, among the other things, John, it was it was a joy to play with guys like Terry and with Vinny. Um, it, you know, I, I heard Coach Drew yesterday talk about the NBA being uh, the no boys allowed league, and I watched yeah. those two guys play, and I said, I think those guys, those are the grown men, and I might be the boy. And as I'm, <laughs> if I'm thinking about the NBA, if no boys allowed is accurate, then I don't think I'm going there. <laughs> All right, let's look at the box score, and and I'll tell you what, for those of you listening, I'm going to post this box score uh, somewhere later, Instagram maybe, because it, it really is historic. The funny thing is, so you had zero assists in that game, in a game when yeah. Vinny scored 50, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, the team only had 11, and mm-hmm. tell everybody how kind of with Vinny's game, there weren't a lot of assists to be had with him, right? No, the best assist you could give Vinny is to just get out of his way. And <laughs> right. I got really good at that. And, you know, get out of his way. And if by chance, I mean, just the off chance that he needed to, uh, you know, relieve pressure by kicking it to the perimeter, I'd be there waiting. And I would be happy to shoot it if he got it to me. But usually when it went in the lane with Vinny, it was not coming back out. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, so there weren't a lot of assists. He didn't need a lot of assisting from anybody else. And that's good because we uh, only had, uh, what, 11 in that particular game. Yeah. But he, yeah. he was phenomenal. You know, he had seven rebounds as well. He took 33 shots. And, and again, John, did all of that without the three-point line. Not that he was a big three-point exactly. well, Good thing. I mean, even if he'd been playing with the three-point line, would have made a huge difference for Teagle. Really not much right. difference for Vinny because he didn't go out there much. But without the three-point line to get 50. And, and something else on that, John, it was that same year – we went out to San Francisco and played in a tournament. And USF at that time, I believe, was the – well, they were top five for sure, Bill Cartwright and those mm. guys. And Vinny had 43 in that game. Yeah. And yeah. that was back before ESPN, so nobody knows about it. I, who knows where the box score is on that one. But I, I'm telling you, that, that performance where he got 43 – I thought was better than, than the 50 game, 50 point game he had in Waco, just because the quality of the competition was so much better. I, I'll never forget that game. That's where I thought this is a different cat. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> this guy plays a whole different kind of ball game than what I'm accustomed to playing. Yeah, you've always said that, that that might have been more impressive, that 43 point game against San Francisco, than the uh, 50 point game against TCU. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, he put on a show, and there was nothing they could do to stop him at all. And they were really, really good. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But, you know, something else, John, I'm looking at the box score, and it reminds me, you see all the handwritten uh, entries right. into the box. Right. 
Yeah. And it reminds me, and this is just, this is the 44 years ago thing. So it reminds me, we would get stats, and when you got the stats, they were damp. They were wet because they had just come <laughs> off the mimeograph machine. So that right. is just how old I am, or maybe better put, that's how long ago that was, because it's not like you had, um, you know, photocopiers uh, in the media room to be able to produce those like they no. do today. So yeah. that was kind of funny. And you had guys over there feverishly writing down stats as the game was progressing. That was that was a different uh, a different era for sure. Very much, very much, and uh, pretty good penmanship too. You know, like they typed yeah. in the five starters for both teams. By the way, Baylor won the game one hundred nine to seventy two. I don't think I said that. Shot fifty three percent for the game, uh, and Baylor won one hundred nine to seventy two. And the five starters were typed in. And then anybody that came in as a sub, those were handwritten in there. Yeah. So it was uh, definitely a different era. And you and I, who you know, live for box scores during games and after games, this is re- this is really a throwback <laughs> to see this uh, one. <laughs> it, it might ought to be in the Smithsonian because oh, it should. For example, John, if you look at part of the box, Mark Nichols uh-huh. for TCU uh-huh. ends up with four personal fouls, but somebody had to X out and scratch out five because it looked like they, five <laughs> right. they went back to four. So it's not like, you know, you didn't have room to go in and, and, you know, put asterisk or X out or whatever. And so the, the final product, not real clean, but I guess it was effective because here we oh. are today looking at it. Absolutely. Well, I love it, and you're the perfect guy to talk to about this. Uh, uh, and look at the crowd, the attendance down there, 3,875. I was a um, uh, snotty-nosed, what What were we, juniors that year? Was that your junior year? Yeah, that, yeah. Or maybe 78, it would have been year. sophomore, yeah, yeah, sophomore, 78, yeah. 79 season. But I was there. I was at the game. I remember it. So I was one of the 3,875 in attendance at the HOT. I really hope Coach Haller is listening right now, don't you? I do, too. I'm sure he remembers it vividly. And you know what? Oh, yeah. Tim Haller was, was the guy that got Vinny Johnson to Baylor University. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, Coach Haller could recruit. I've got Terry Teagle here. Uh, that dude could recruit. And I, should, I always say this. I'm going to say it again. I hope he is listening. He was the 1980-81 Southwest Conference Coach of the Year. Yep. yep. That's huge. Yeah. yeah, that is huge. All right, man. Thanks very much. Catch a nap. Uh, all okay. right. Whatever you're doing this afternoon. Uh, but thank you very much for helping us relive this. Uh, you know, it is President's Day, but I think this is worthy of its own national holiday. The day that you and Vinny combined to score 62. I love it. Legendary. Go, you know, Legendary. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> national Thanks, man. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah. That is Pat Nunley, and he is in the room right next to me here at the Four Points in Manhattan, Kansas. Aaron, I will do this. I will post this, and uh, all I'll put on there is the night uh, anniversary of the night Vinny and Pat combined to score 62. That's what I'll put on there. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's so fun to talk about, and uh, it was this date, February twentieth, 1979. How about that? It was a great day for Baylor basketball. Yeah, it was. It really was. We hope tomorrow is another one. Baylor and K-State playing here tomorrow. All right, let's take a break. Appreciate Pat very much. We'll take a break. Be back with more in just a moment. Let's check weather. Then we'll continue here on ESPN Central Texas.